Hello, I'm Aaron Ibanez. And I'm Rowan Hanthorn. And you're listening to Making Waves. Let's drop in and enjoy your weekly dose of stories from the sea. Wow, it is pretty small in here, isn't it? And here we are, halfway through episode three, we've made it. <laughs> um, and this episode features our very first interview together when yeah. we first decided to do this podcast. So, gosh, months ago? Months? Years ago? Yeah, at least it 20 years, years ago. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like years ago. It was last year, it was in November. Yeah, it was, um, it was our first interview. And I think, so we interviewed Graham Bayless, who's actually built his own submarine. And because I drove past it every day at work, on my way to work he you know seeing every day kept reminding me we should do a podcast we should do a podcast we should do a podcast and he should be the star yes this eccentric man in a red boiler suit who's built a submarine believe it or not out of a gas tank it was um, and then we actually managed to track him down and which was quite challenging that took a little while as well because we've recorded the episode in november but actually i think we'd been trying to get in touch with him since the summer it was taking quite a while, so... And meeting Graham kind of inspired this week's theme for the episode, which is all about explore. Um, and I guess Graham kind of challenged our initial sort of idea as to what we were going to have in this episode. Um, yeah, I think initially we were like, oh, this guy has built his own submarine, exploring the oceans, um, you know, that classic idea of exploration and something that humans have been doing for you know a very very long time absolutely the first thing that strikes you about graham is yes he has a he has a definite sense of adventure which ties in with wanting to explore and human exploration but he's kind of like mr counterculture as well he's like i don't care about what society thinks i'm just going to do what i want and in this instance i think he was challenged and he was pressured into building a sub for a bet and a few years down the line, he's gone and he's gone and done it. Yeah, um, and for me, that's probably one of the biggest things I got out of talking to Graham is that, um, yeah, I mean, he was challenged to do it as part of a bet, but I think that's probably where influence from other people ends. He he doesn't really care what other people think of him. He's just gone and done it. I mean, he's painted his car green and painted killer whales on the side of it and he's done it because that's what he wants to do so for me that really I really enjoyed that talking to him and he doesn't have any fears about what the people think about him and that's really allowed him to to do this and explore this whole building a submarine idea and he's just gone for it and that's really what's so wonderful about it I think let's um let's dive straight in and see what Graham has to say and we'll talk a little bit more about the theme explore throughout the episode how are you Graham I'm all right you yeah keeping well good good spot out here it is but it's the distance to come every time you know to get it you know yeah there's not much water is there well water doesn't worry me it's it's working on the submarine yeah you know it, i live in douglas and to come out here every every time i want to work on it it's not a pain in the ass but it's a, it's a long way to drive and you yeah. get in 
you've really got to come for a day, so you've got to really leave early morning to get here. Not to worry. I built this because someone said I'd never do it. So you wanted to prove a point? Yeah. We were wondering on the way up, when we were coming up the driveway here, we seen that it's called Casper 2. So what happened to Casper 1? He's in the car. Oh! There he is. Amazing! Oh, it's a... Husky. Husky. Yeah. Casper's looking at us now. Oh, yes. Quite, um... But Casper's deaf. Oh. He's he gone deaf this, this summer for some reason. I don't know why. And I'm loath to take him to the vets for one reason. I don't want to charge 68 quid for them to turn around to me and say, he's deaf. <laughs> I know he's deaf. But I don't know the reason. But his ears might be burning at the moment. He seems to know what we're talking about. He, I, I reckon he's, what you call it, linked. Oh, like telepathic? Yeah. With you? Yeah. Right. Because I can tell him to do something in my head and he'll do it. Really? <laughs> Honest. Um, I can walk into a room and if I'm, not, if I'm not going out or I'm not doing anything, he'll just lie there and he won't move. But I'll think, all right, I'll put my jacket on now. Think it to myself and I'm going to put, going to put him and I turn around and he's there. She's a lot cleaner inside than she is out. Wow. It's not big. No, cosy. It's very cosy. I started building it from scratch. Originally, that tank, the, the scent of it, was a gas tank. And I bought the plans, 250 quid, and had them blown up and made up into a folder. And then I, I started looking for the bits and pieces to build it. And I thought, well, the size of that, I'm sure you can get a gas tank that size. So I went and looked at the gas, the gas works, and they gave me a tank. Wow. And he said, whatever you do, don't tell anybody that we gave it to you. I didn't think they wanted to be associated with a submarine. <laughs> so, the original design isn't there anymore. The only original bit is the pressure hole, okay. which is the bit you live in. The rest of it, I've self-designed. So what did you think when um, we first saw the submarine? Uh, it's, it's safe to say I was impressed. And I'd, if Graham's listening, I don't want to offend you, Graham. It's, it is ramshackle, and I mean, he admits it himself, he's not stuck to the original design. Um, I just can't look at gas tanks in people's homes in, in the same way. You know, outside someone's house in their garden, they've got a gas tank. I keep thinking, gosh, there is a man <laughs> on this island who can turn them into submarines. <laughs> I could get in there and go into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one that springs to mind is um, James Cameron, the director that went down into the Marianas Trench. Yeah, I mean, aside from sort of the military history and U-boats and things like that, James Cameron's the man, obviously, on the top end of the spectrum, really, with lots of money and a very fancy piece of kit that you can take. And it's pretty cool that somebody so rich would want to go and do something so crazy. I mean, it's the deepest... The Marianas Trench is the deepest point in the ocean, uh, and I think the deepest point of the Marianas Trench is called the Challenger Deep. Um, and it's around, I think it's 10,800 metres around. It's nearly 11,000 metres, yeah. Yeah, and to put that into perspective, Mount Everest is 8,000, just over, well, just over 8,000 metres. Fits just like a glove. With room to spare, <laughs> yeah. a big glove. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, it's called the Challenger Deep? Yeah. I think that's... That phrase alone, I think, is enough to really, you know, someone with a sense of adventure thinks, gosh, I'll take that on. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what's down there. And I think people forget um, 
just what the conditions are like down there. Like the pressure is insane. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's getting in these in these tin cans effectively and going so far down. And I guess taking into consideration, obviously, oxygen, food, and temperature, yeah. but also the big force down there is pressure. Yeah. So I think on the surface, um, it's 15 pounds per square inch. And at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, it's 15,000 pounds per square inch. And so to get an idea of that, what would that be like? I think instant squish death <laughs> springs to mind. But yeah, the pressure would be so great that there's just no... Uh, I mean, it's hard to explain. All, all the air would rush out of your body. Well, anything that has air would be compressed to a point where it would just be a big mush, I'd imagine. Lovely image. Um, so, hence why a submarine is pretty necessary. It's like armour, basically, isn't it, going down there to, to fend off against this kind of force of compression. Well, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's creating an atmosphere inside it that you can live within. Mm. Humans aren't built to live in that pressure. So, very important. <laughs> But yeah, it does make it feel a bit scary, especially like homemade submarines. I think that idea is a little bit scary, to be honest. It terrifies me. But not Graham. I'm not scared of it. I think it's going to work, and it's going to work perfect. If for every, some instance it got trapped down there, that wouldn't worry me. I'm no. a diver anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to take a five-litre five air tank with me, with a DV on it. If I have to abandon ship, flood it out, put the DV in, breathe the air in the tank, swim to the surface, no problem. There's nothing to be afraid of with it, you know. The only thing you've got to be afraid of, I suppose, is, is if you dived it on the west coast, because that is the deepest ocean around here. Mm. That's about uh, 250 feet deep out, out there, maybe not that deep, but she's guaranteed down to 350 feet. Oh, wow. When I first started talking about building it, people said, oh, I'll never go down in it with you, you know. Now it's the opposite way around. Everybody wants to go down with me. <laughs> Has he got a waiting list? Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking no, no names and I'm taking no, no prisoners. <laughs> so is that why your interest in the sea then around the island is sort of about wreckage and salvage and that, that kind of thing? That sort of thing, but also I'm interested in the marine life. Oh, okay. I've been into marine life most of my life. We've got a fantastic orca on your bonnet <laughs> of your uh, 4x4 here. Isn't yeah, you? I like orcas. I love them. Did you paint that? Yeah. It, it's a great paint job. I actually saw you <laughs> I saw you driving in Douglas the other day. Oh, I, I've, not, I've noticed there's some on the side as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's um, a male and a female on the sides, and then that's a male on, 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 on the bonnet. But the first orca I ever seen was when I was between either 11 and 20 years of age, and I seen it off Douglas Head. I used to go out with, with my uncle in, in his boat, and uh, we went out one, one night to go fishing, and we saw, saw this ring of boats out further. So my uncle said, that looks strange, let's go and have a look. So we chugged off and joined in this ring, and there in the middle of this ring was this massive thing out of the water. I thought it was a basking shark. Right. I says my uncle, I got up on the bow of the boat and got my hand line in. Come on, uncle, let's go and catch that basking shark. You know, as, as a kid, you do, don't, don't you? And uh, found out years later, obviously, it was a, was a male orca. And he just sat there, just sat there, didn't move, it wasn't interested in the boats going around it. 
but it obviously just disappeared eventually. And we just went fishing. And that sparked your interest. Are we going to say hi yeah, to Casper? Casper want to come Should out and say, say hello? No, I better let him out. He'd be running away. Oh, oh really? Of, yeah. oh, of course, oh. he won't answer to his name. No. Oh, all, all, all huskies are, are the same. Hi, Casper one. Oh. Are you getting jealous, are you? <laughs> hey, you're getting jealous. Hi there. Oh, you're a love. Trouble is, he knows it. Hey, Casper. How are you? When's your next um, planned launch? It'll be next year. Launch. It'll be next year now. In the spring. Yeah. My, my plan now is to get get it cleaned down, get it rubbed down, get it undercoated as much as I need to, and then next spring paint it orange. Didn't uh, tempted by uh, yellow. <laughs> I don't like. You're don't a fan mention of the yellow submarines to me. I hate them. I hate. I hate the yellow submarine. I feel like that's the, the song everyone whistles when. Oh you, yes. When you, when yeah. you go. And I say, well, I don't know what you're talking about because I haven't got a yellow submarine. It must be somebody else. So why orange? Because it's not yellow. <laughs> you know. She opens herself. Perfect. <laughs> Do you want to take this in with you? Yeah. If I just it's a bit messy, it as everything else is. Right, so you're better off going with your right, that's it, right leg right first, there. yeah. And then bring your left leg over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly harder with the microphone, I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> and big wellies. Wow, it is pretty small in here, isn't it? It is. See that foot thing in front of you? Yeah. Um, that, that like U-bolt thing with a oh oh yeah that that that's the helm. So I imagine I mean it's pretty chilly in here, and I imagine when you're surrounded by water, it'd be even chillier. You'd be really cold. Yeah. You might need to bring your jacket. So what home comforts would you bring with you? A flask, but you wouldn't bring it too too much to drink, because you had too much to drink, you've got to get rid of it. Haven't you? <laughs> Good point. But you, with with the scrubber system, you've roughly got seventy eight hours. 78 hours? Yeah. Wow. Because you have a scrubber system that scrubs the CO2 out, out of the atmosphere. So you you don't have a scrubber system in here? Or I haven't at the moment. I so how long that. would you be? Um, probably about half an hour maximum. Put it this way, when I, the first time I ever dive it, I'll dive it on my own. And the second time, the third time, and the fourth time, all on my own. I won't take anybody with me at all. Yeah. And until I'm really sure that I'm comfortable, then I might take somebody with me. You know, I'm not going to, I wouldn't put anybody else in danger. It's my project. Yeah. And to me, it's me that's got to prove it works. So how long have you been diving for? Um, I've been a diver now about 10, 10, 10 11 years. Right. And are you diving purely for marine life? No, I'm just diving for me. I just like to get down there and see. I mean, the marine life is great. No matter where you go, there, there is marine life. As long as you don't go too deep. You go deep, there is marine life there, but it's not as, as abundant as when you're in the shallows. You go in Port Erin and you dive down there, and you, as long as you keep in by the shoreway and go down towards the Stablet bro bro broken up pier, there's tons of life. And you also get the colours, more of the colours oh, in the yeah. shallows, there's don't colours, you? Well, I get that in the dark, down deeper, but you've got to have a torch. Yeah. You've got a torch with it, the colours are fantastic. Everybody reckons it's just a dark, dull space. Well, it's the same all over the world. And it's marvellous, you know. I just love what's down there. There's more there than here, <laughs> or I say. 
the first time I ever launched it, those were so light, those uh, battery casings, they came up. So it's, I was standing on, on, on the bow of the boat. So is it a submarine that didn't sink? It did, it wasn't going to sink, no. And she, she flipped that way and then she flipped that way and when she went that, the first time she went that way she threw me in the harbour at Castletown. I just killed myself laughing because uh, I got wet and the water was so warm I was going to stay in anyway. <laughs> so I had to rescue my submarine then and, that, and, and that's what I did. I spent an hour or so rescuing her, pulled her out, put her back on the trailer. She had about six gallons of water inside her, brought her back here cost me a lot of money, but oh, what the hell, how much money for but to, to be spent. So you will get out in this? Oh yes, I will You get will? It. I will. Yeah. Positive. I will. Right, have you move your arm? Yeah. Okay. Down there. And then that's Into there. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. Ingenious. It's an amazing project really because there's something very unique about a lot of people have plans and ambitions to do or say they'll do things and actually we are actually stood on this on the submarine that you well, have built. I, I find with a lot of people they'll talk on doing something but they're frightened of taking the first step. There's nothing difficult about building anything, anything you want. Everything you want to make you can make. Just don't be afraid get on with it. I think that's something that holds a lot of people back, isn't it? So it's, They're afraid. Um, that's all yeah. it is. Nothing else. Yeah. We'll get there. We're going. <laughs> we are going walkies. Yes. Sticking your tongue out at me. <laughs> so that was Graham. Um, and perhaps we could all take a little bit of Graham's tenacity um, and his dogged nature on board and um, I implore anybody who's got a project or maybe a trip that they wanted to do for a long time to hopefully use this episode as inspiration to to go forth and, and explore that um, and yeah have a really good week thanks for listening see you next time Oh, and um, if you want to see some pictures of Graham's submarine, head over to our Instagram and Facebook page. Um, search Sustain Our Seas to see Graham's submarine, Casper 2, and Casper 1, and his wonderful vehicle painted and adorned in killer whales. <laughs> Enjoy.